You definitely should not change the title of the podcast. You certainly can tweak it. But we went into the process redefining gap year as not a single time frame, not a week, not a month, not a year, but as a code word or a, as a meme to mean something else, to mean reinvention, to mean transition, to mean change, to mean recognition of a liminal state. And so I, I really think gap year for us and for your listeners should stay in the title. And if you want to re, uh, reinvent the reinvention part of it, that's fine. But don't give up on gap year. That's, that's what got us where we are. Hey, this is your host, Debbie Weil. Welcome to Gap Year for Grownups, a podcast for those who believe in a timeout to reinvent your life, especially at 50 plus when you're figuring out what comes next, and for anybody being forced right now to reinvent yourself. Today, I bring my husband, Sam, back on the show to reflect on this remarkable year of 2020 and to wrap up season two of this podcast. Since mid-March and the beginning of the pandemic, I've published almost twice as many episodes as the usual every other week schedule. I share with Sam how the podcast has kept me sane. This year has been so far from what we ever could have imagined, and I find comfort in knowing that this podcast was a way to maintain my sanity while also sharing the stories of others about getting comfortable with death, about changing your mindset, about the future of travel, about stepping into a leadership role, about the science of happiness, and other topics. Today, Sam and I reflect on the past few months of this new normal. Sam shares how routine has been the key to getting through this time, in fact, to enjoying this time for him. We share a few silver linings of social distancing and we talk about the shoulding and the pressure I put on myself and how I have relaxed a little as the weeks have gone by. Shoulding for me includes wrapping my mind more closely around Black Lives Matter and systemic racism, as well as just being more productive every day. And finally, we look ahead at season three. It's gonna be about the gap year we've all been forced to take collective reinvention, change and transition, good and bad. And even though that's a broader topic than gap years per se, we both decide that gap year should remain the title of this podcast. Let's jump right in and see you in the fall for season three of the Gap Year Podcast. Sam, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Last we spoke, we were finishing our quarantine here in Maine. It was early May. How have things been for you since then? Uh, things have been fine, but I'd like to correct the, uh, your timing. We finished our quarantine in mid-May. As I have pointed out many times, we crossed the bridge into Maine on 11 a.m. at 11 a.m. on May 2nd, and I started my 14-day quarantine from that point. So we must have finished on May 16th. In, okay. any, yeah. in any event, uh, it was an uneventful quarantine, and since then, things have been remarkably uneventful in Hancock County here in Maine, which we have enjoyed, uh, the lack of event, I should say. Well, we'll go into that 
a little bit more in a minute. So basically it's been just, it's been just over two months since we spoke. In fact, we just passed the 20 week mark. That's almost half a year that we've been in this coronavirus distancing phase. And it's, it's almost hard to think about sometimes because I think we just, it's like the frog that doesn't notice it's being boiled because the, you put it in the water and then you heat the water up and then it gets used to it. And I think that's kind of where we are with this. So, but let me ask you this though. What, if you think back over these 20 weeks, which is since mid-March, what is your, what has been your greatest source of sanity? My greatest source of sanity has been a routine, establishing a routine. Now the routine has changed sort of week to week, but for a week at a time, I establish a schedule and try and keep with it. And that's been helpful for me. That schedule has included shopping, cooking, exercise, reading, writing, and my boat. Mm. You know, my greatest sort of source of sanity actually has been this podcast as an anchor, as something to focus on. It certainly was in the month of April when we published um, every week instead of every other week. But I think there's something about having an overarching anchor that uh, that helps a lot in addition to the routine. And, and I completely agree with you. The routine is so important. Well, my anchor used to be writing and trying to put together pieces that would become chapters in a potential next book. But it turns out there's a virus going around and nobody wants to talk to me about chronic health issues when the world is on fire with acute health care matters. So I've given myself permission to uh, take the day off and then the week off and then the month off. And now I'm truly enjoying my free time in a sense. And I'll, I'll resume my writing projects later. But right now I don't have the uh, mental interest in struggling uphill to get people to talk to me about end of life issues. I think that's I think that's such an important comment, actually, because adjusting to a new way of thinking is, or, or get, just getting used to this pause when we might be thinking about everything differently, maybe even changing our priorities or our immediate goals is, um, it's, it's, it's hard to put your, a finger on, but with, for you, for you to say publicly, well, you're not working actively on your book is a pretty big deal because I know that you're not a procrastinator, you're a, you're a very focused person. Um, and it's actually helped me to see you be intentional about that. Okay, you know, this this is my big project. This is Sam speaking. This is my big project is is uh, working on a new book about medical futility. But uh, I'm going to put it aside for a while. Uh, I have a little more trouble with that. I feel this obligation all the time to to have a goal, uh, and which is why I mentioned the podcast because the podcast is. It's the, each of the episodes are small enough, and I've found interesting people to talk to, and it feels it feels like each episode becomes a, a little bit of a, a triumph, a win, and then I go on to the next one, and that has seemed enough of a goal. Let me correct it. I, I want to not correct. I want to clarify something. When I say that people don't want to talk about end-of-life issues during this acute pandemic, uh, when it would seem to me that end-of-life issues should be in the forefront of one's mind, the fact is that people don't want to talk about 
death and dying because they want to avoid getting sick. And this is the first thing on their minds. I want to avoid getting sick, therefore I don't want to think about the consequences of getting sick at an advanced age. In any event, I just wanted to clarify that. We seem to be out of sync, you and I, because I'm not so worried about what's keeping me sane as you are. I'm enjoying life to its fullest right now. <laughs> okay, well, that, that, that could be one of the differences between us. I tend to get a little bit more anxious about things. Uh, well, so the silver lining of this, of this lockdown, of this pause, uh, I mean, you said a little bit, but can you say a couple of specific things? What, what is for you, and I think for many people, because I've heard from so many people that there have been some good things about this pause, this slowdown. What, what is it? What's a, a really a big one for you? Well, the silver lining for me, truly the big one, is that the pandemic has allowed me to achieve one of the goals of our intended reinvention. That is to say, when, when I left my medical practice, I wanted to slow down. And this has given me the opportunity to do that in, without guilting myself into, uh, you know, shooting on myself. You should do this. You should do that. You should write a book. You should write a blog post. Uh, I now have, as I said, taken the day off on a daily basis for weeks. And I feel good about that. Because before the pandemic, even though we were trying to slow down, we were still looking ahead to, okay, we're having a nice slow time, but let's talk about our next French immersion class, or we're having a nice slow time. I want to travel somewhere, or so-and-so's just went to such-and-such. -such. I want to do that too. So we're not in that mode. The world has imposed some limitations on us, and I'm choosing to embrace them for the moment so that we don't have to go to cocktail parties in the summer months in Maine. We don't have to go to the uh, theatrical productions. We don't have to do all of the summer meetings. We get to define our own time and our own space. And uh, I've enjoyed, you know, sort of focusing on getting out on the boat, uh, meeting people in couples instead of in groups, and enjoying that. You know, Maine is uh, the perfect place for introverts, and we're sort of natural self-isolationers up here, and this helps us. So getting out in pairs and with one or two other couples is a much more fruitful way of, way of well, life for me. I think, I think I might be trailing behind you on the shooting on yourself. I can't remember if that's a verb or not, but I seem to spend a lot of time shooting on myself. That, and that's become a joke between us, just for those listening, when you wake up in the morning and because, of course, we are in a semi-retired, maybe even a retired phase. And Sam, you wake up in the morning, and you say, I think I'll take today off. So that's one of those jokes between us. But I think you've been very successful with that the last six, eight weeks. One of the things that I've committed to that has really uh, meant a lot is bicycling under your inspiration, really, uh, bicycling five, seven, eight miles, which doesn't sound like much, but it's plenty with the hills, probably every other day. And, you know, whistling down these roads between the trees and the ocean, the, the bay is you, peeking between the trees and just feeling the, you know, the air on the warm air on your, on your face and on your arms and thinking, 
wow, you know, this is enough. Plus the exercise just makes, has made me feel so much better. And I like to think I'm getting stronger. Um, what else for silver lining? I mean, I think I've enjoyed, I mean, you and I spent a lot of time together, but I think it's made me sort of look a little more closely at some of the nooks and crannies of our relationship and, and appreciate some of them. Maybe a few things maybe drive me crazy. You probably feel the same way. But so the, the slowing down to pause, to notice, to listen, whether it's our relationship or taking a walk outside has been, it's very meaningful. And, um, and I think you make a really good point that the purpose of the reinvention to leave DC was to, was to slow down. And it, we haven't really done it until, until now because of the pandemic and the restrictions imposed on us. Well, I hope you're not going to ask me to get into the nooks and crannies of our relationship here <laughs> because that's not going to happen. Yeah, but, no, it's probably, probably not a good idea. Not, not, right. on, not on the podcast. <laughs> now, let's look ahead a little bit. I mean, we're all saying, um, you know, so what is the new normal, which I guess we're living in? I mean, after 20 weeks, we're living in. Uh, any quick thoughts on that, on the new normal of looking ahead six months or whatever horizon, time horizon you want to use? Well, the new normal is looking ahead or perhaps looking at your daily COVID infection rate in your community and then figuring out how you're going to withdraw from whatever you were doing that might be put at risk by the rise of COVID in one's community. So the new normal is to gently expand one's horizons within safe limits. That is to say, go to a different restaurant, go to a meet with a different couple, etc. And then when COVID rears its head in the community, say, okay, well, I'm not going to that restaurant. That's where it seems to have started. Or I'm taking my kids out of school. Fortunately, we're not in that category anymore. Or I'm, gonna, I'm going back into lockdown in my house until this wave of the virus has passed. And that, quite honestly, is the new normal for any number of months. No. You know, you're very, you're always very practical when you answer these questions. It is worth considering, worth noting that we are in Maine, the state of Maine, which is one of the most, I guess, safe states in the country in terms of a very, very low incidence of the virus, very few deaths. Um, so it feels, it feels safe here. We're still being very careful about where we go and what we do and who we do it with. But I wonder if the level of the safety, if it just affects our state of mind, because part of me is thinking, well, you know, it's almost like we're here, we're having a sort of a normal summer, but, you know, everywhere else the virus is raging, but, you know, what what, what is real for us? And so I just want to point out that life probably feels quite different here in Maine on the coast of Maine than it does in Austin, Texas, or Florida, or parts of California. Certainly, there's no public transportation here unless one uh, goes to Bar Harbor and gets on one of the community buses. Uh, there's There are no airplane flights within several hours of our house. They're very limited activities, and most of our special activities take place out in the open air on a bicycle or on a boat. So we do feel relaxed and free under those circumstances. But, uh, all but, I'm saying is that we will have to look ahead and see where COVID arrives here and be ready for it to curtail whatever activities we have that bump up against that COVID horizon. I think we do feel a little bit of the, the partisan divide here 
even in this remote spot on the coast of Maine, in which I find troublesome. Um, and but it's it's what's happening all over the country. I mean, there are some people here who don't want to wear masks. And sometimes I think that worries me more. That makes me more anxious than actually how many cases of COVID-19 are here. The, um, and the difference of opinion on what should be open, what should be closed. Uh, it's they, Everyone has their own reality. And, and I guess it's it, it, I, it, I do find it anxiety provoking, the national partisan divide and wondering what's going to happen. We talked about the new normal, well, in even six months. So November, the November election is how many months? Let's see, July, August, September, October. That's less than four months away. That That's an anxiety-provoking horizon for me because of the changing. Well, of course that's anxiety-provoking because we, we, the two of us, desperately want the administration to change. The other new horizon is testing. And finally, I mean, testing has been a, dis, a disgrace, a, a disgrace. The inability to get tests and use them in a purposeful manner has been disgraceful in the United States. But we are now finding that some testing is picking up in terms of availability and in terms of turnaround of results so that people can begin to make uh, functional decisions on that. And that's what what I'm looking forward to, because then we will be able to push our boundaries a little bit more. But again, I'm comfortable not pushing too many boundaries right now. Well, okay. So on the topic of looking ahead, this is the last episode of season two of this podcast, which I think is a, gosh, that, that's a that's a triumph. I'm, I'm really pleased with that, that we've had a whole season two, which actually is twice as long as season one was. But there will be a season three. We're looking ahead. It'll start at some point in this fall. And I've been asking so many questions about it. I mean, do I need to rebrand this podcast? Because it's about more than gap years. It's about transition and change and and that terrible word reinvention, which to me has just gotten to be a, a really tired word. But just on that topic, do, I, do you, what do you think? Do I need to change the title of the podcast, which is... A risky thing to do because people kind of know it's called gap year. Well, you definitely should not change the title of the podcast. You certainly can tweak it, but we went into the process redefining gap year as not a single time frame, not a week, not a month, not a year, but as a code word or a as a meme to mean something else, to mean reinvention, to mean transition, to mean change, to mean recognition of a liminal state. And so I, I really think gap year for us and for your listeners should stay in the title. And if you want to re, uh, reinvent the reinvention part of it, that's fine. But don't give up on gap year. That's, that's what got us where we are. Well, that's good to hear because I've actually sort of been th- thinking the same thing. I think what's so ironic is this idea of a gap year as a pause, as a timeout, is what's behind this podcast. And now, of course, the whole world is taking a pause and a timeout. The whole world is taking a gap. Well, it's probably going to be a gap year at least. And I guess that's what makes me wonder, oh, is it, is it, is it a tautology? We're all taking a gap year. So why do we, do, you know, do we need a gap year? But, uh, but it turns out you really, you still have to Think very carefully and focus on, well, what's the purpose of my time out or my pause? Or what am I, um, 
trying to change because if you can't change yourself by getting on a plane and going to a very foreign destination and immersing yourself in a new culture, which is change, you can stay home and do it kind of inside yourself, which turns out to be actually quite difficult, maybe even more challenging. Certainly some recent episodes have focused on that. The one with Chip Connolly talking about, you know, the journey you can take within. Well, don't any... let, don't respond to the pandemic as a gap you're forced on. You respond to the pandemic as uh, an opportunity to take the, quote, gap year, to allow yourself to change, to allow a different sort of way of thinking in your own head. Who was it that, what was the... Detroit Motor Company executive or something, or maybe IBM who said change before you have to, you know, make it your process. Don't let it be forced on you. Well, good. Well, good. Well, lots to think about. I tend to get a little bit tied up in my own head too much, which is why this podcast is a, is a source of sanity. And well, I think to be continued on the topic of transition and pausing to think about who you want to be or what you want to be. Um, and at this stage in life, which is, I don't know, anything from 50 plus. And think about what to do and who to be when the world is free to be free again. What to do and who to be when herd immunity has been reached. What Think about what to do and who to be when we can be post-pandemic. I actually find that hard to do. In fact, I feel a little panicky when I think about that. So I think it's better for me to stick to one day at a time, one bicycle ride after another, and let it unfold. That just works better for me. Well, okay. Well, I got good news for you. I'm going to take the day off, and I'm going to give you the day off. (laughs) Maybe we should stop right there and still look forward very much to season three. Will you come back on the show as a guest? On season three? Yeah. When does when does season three air or well, it, it's, drop? It'll start. Say. It'll start in, in a couple months. Was will you will you be available? Will you have time? I think I'll be available. Yeah, I will. Okay, I think I think that sounds great uh, for you. I'm going to make myself available. <laughs> uh, Sam, thank you very much. You've been a, you've been a great repeat guest. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the season three. That's a wrap for this episode of Gap Year for Grownups. If you're feeling inspired, you can leave a review on iTunes. It really means a lot. And if you've got ideas for future shows or topics, you can email me at thegapyearpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, however you want to reimagine your life, now is the moment. Don't wait. This is Debbie, your host. Till next time.